It's Saturday, May the 6th, 2023. You're listening to episode 12 of Wes and Shelley Share, Bears in the Night. Shelley, there is water running in the background, which I'm hoping is not too loud. Why do we hear water? Well, we are at the Rocky River Vineyard. Um, We have had a grand adventure today. We'll talk more about that. But right now, we are at a beautiful vineyard. Um, We're actually on a patio next to a water feature, but behind the house is the actual vineyard, and it's absolutely beautiful and just a really peaceful place to spend the afternoon. So, just beautiful. This is about 30 minutes away from our house. It is right outside Locust, Locust, North Carolina, by Midland. And, well, actually, Reed's Mine that we're going to talk about is kind of in between. The Rocky River Vineyards is just right outside Locust. And, anyway, this has been great. So, we have been centering our podcast around children's books, children's picture books that we love and we have read to our children. And we toured a gold mine tonight, or tonight, today, and we were in the dark. And I just thought, hey, how about, how about Bears in the Night? So, do you want me to talk about the memories of Bears in the Night? Sure. Okay, well, I told, I definitely remember reading this. I think I remember my dad reading me Bears in the Night. Yeah, and if you're not familiar, this is the Berenstein Bears, which I think we had a number of Berenstein Bears, but I did, for sure, growing up. I had a bunch of Berenstein Bears. Like, there were the Bear Scouts, and but like this one, they, they sneak out, and they have these adventures in the night, and like the climax, they... Run into this owl. Oh, we need to do one for Owl Moon, by the way. That'll be one we'll have to do. But they end up, yeah, having this, climbing this hill, and then this owl hoots and scares them all, and they have to run and get back in their beds. But anyway, it's Adventures in the Dark, so we had some Adventures in the Dark. Can we see our outline? Sure, if I can find it. Shelly did put her phone away for a lot of time today. I did. And that's a good thing. Nope, I do not put mine down. I was glued to my phone all day long. No. Um, There you go. Thank you. Um, Okay, so here we are at this vineyard. Before we talk about our adventure, what what memories of wine festivals do you have, and do you have a favorite? I think my first favorite uh, memory of wine festivals is the Montpelier Wine Festival. Um, We kind of came up on it by accident we were in virginia and wes was looking at the university of virginia for a phd program and decided to drive to montpelier just because we were in the area and they were having a huge wine festival it was beautiful um gorgeous out on the grounds and the gardens and music and just i think it set the bar very high um we haven't been to very many wine festivals, but uh, or even vineyards, really, I guess. But um, another one of our favorites is Liquid Arts in um, Manhattan, Kansas, which we've been to several times when we were visiting um, Nana and Wildcat, and that's really lovely. Um, and so, anyway, we came across this one on our way to Reed's Mind and decided to stop in, and it's a beautiful vineyard and has a little house gift shop wine tasting um we're sitting out on a beautiful patio on a gorgeous day 
Yeah, it is magnificent. It's like 77 degrees today, so it's been in the 70s. Um, so, again, today's adventures made us think of Bears in the Night because we were in a mine in the dark and the cold. Shelly had to go... And we were having adventures. That's right. We were having adventures, and Shelly had to go back to the car and get her jacket because she was going to get cold inside this mine that went, I don't know, about 100 feet down, I guess, underground. And what I was impressed by was just how, well, number one, this whole thing reads mine. This is the first place that European immigrants to the United States discovered gold in the United States. And it was in 1799. It preceded the California gold rush, the Colorado gold rush, you know, everything else. And this actual like 12 year old or something, the, the kid, the child of the landowner had found this huge gold nugget and they didn't even know what it was. It was... Yeah, it's just in the river, and it was a doorstop. They used it as a doorstop for years in their house, three years, and then they ended up taking it to somebody, and they're like, "Oh, we'll give you like three dollars," and it ended up being worth like three thousand. But the last nugget, I made a video which I'll publish, and I'll try to include that in the show notes or in the description. Um, I need to get better about that. I don't think I updated the show notes with links last time. But it, uh, the, like, it was over 23 pounds, a nugget of gold they found that was three feet under the soil. And um, there was just a lot of gold that they were able to basically get. It was very shallow. And then eventually they did some mining where they followed the, the bands of quartz. But we live in an area of North Carolina called the Piedmont, and it's between the seacoast and the mountains. And it just happens geologically that this was an area where... There were lots of veins of quartz and gold, you know, follows the quartz. And so, uh, anyway, it was, it was awesome. It was, what did, what, tell about the hiking. How did you enjoy the hiking today? Well, I love the, I guess you would call it a park, but um, it's all free and it's a historic site. Um, but just wonderful walking trails all through it. Just beautiful wooded area. You know, we never get tired of that. That's why we're here in North Carolina because of the trees and the walking trails and just the outdoor beauty. Um, so that was, that was just lovely. It's a perfect day, perfect temperature, no wind, um, just wide path. Um, a lot of families there visiting. It's nice to, to be around others. There was a river that was running through it. And so that's always nice. Um, just a beautiful, lovely day. So, this made me think of different memories of being in mines and caves. Um, in terms of mines, I had an opportunity when I was at Philmont Scout Ranch as a, as a camper. I think we went into Cypher's Mine. Um, there, there are a couple camps at Philmont. Philmont's in, in uh, New Mexico. It's a Boy Scout Ranch. And I went in 1986 as a camper. And then I was a ranger there in 1990 and 1992. And then went back with Alexander, maybe in 2006. I don't remember exactly when that was. Maybe it was 2008. It was later. Anyway, um, you know, I just was fascinated with these mines. And the mine inspector, you know, had certified that the mine, like at Cypher's, is only, you know, safe for a short distance. But you can still go in and, like, they would... One thing that we did then, which we didn't do here, was turn out all the lights. And when you are far underground and you turn out all the lights, you know, I mean, you want to talk about dark. 
uh, and you imagine what that was like. Um, sometimes they would hit pockets of gas. This is where canary in the coal mine comes from because they would literally keep canary birds. And then, you know, if the canary was dead, you were like, well, I guess it's time to get out. And they would have to turn their lamps off and then run through in the dark out of the mine without lights. <laughs> it's crazy to think about. Um, so a couple of stories from Philmont. Uh, when we were there, and I guess this is, I probably heard this when I was a ranger. Um, you know, you were not supposed to go beyond this barrier that the mine inspector had said, you know, this is, this is how safe it is. It's not safe beyond this. Well, there was a story that there was, there were some staff members. I don't know if they were rangers, but they're probably like the permanent staff and they had the key to this, uh, this gate and they were able to go further into the mine than you were supposed to legally go. Well, they saw what looked like something red kind of sticking out from this timber or whatever. And they looked at it and it, it appeared to be a stick of dynamite. But upon closer inspection, it had a little note on it and said, Happy April Fool's Day, like 1951 or something that somebody had put there before. And then the second story about mining that I remember was the, lar the highest mountain in Phil at Philmont is called Mount Baldy. And we climbed Mount Baldy on the trek. I think, it, I think we climbed it. I'll have to see with Alexander. Maybe with Alexander we didn't climb it. We climbed it on my trek when I was a camper. But anyway, it is a very prominent peak, and at the time, the, the legend was that the mother load of gold in that area was in the center of Mount Baldy. And so this was a very amazing engineering feat at the time, but they were able, and this is a peak that's over 12,000 feet high. Um, New Mexico has you know, shorter mountains than Colorado. They don't have 14ers. Well, I don't think they do. Um, but anyway, they, they tunneled from opposite sides of the mountain and they were able to get these two tunnels to meet in the center of Baldy Mountain and they met within just a few feet of each other. And, and this, was a, this was an engineering marvel that they were able to pull this off, but there wasn't any gold in the center of the mountain. So anyway, that was just a story that kind of lives with me. What do you remember about going into caves? Do you remember Carlsbad Caverns and times that we went there and growing up at all? You and I never went to Carlsbad, we did. did we? Mm -hmm. yeah, we, no, did? we yep. We did? We mm did? -hmm. Yep. Are you sure? I'm positive. Because yeah. I, I don't remember that. I do. I do remember going to Carlsbad Caves. Um, I went there with my parents, and then, oh, did we take Trudy there? Yeah, I think, I we think did. that's what it is. We took Trudy and her friend Paul Engel. Okay. That's who it was. That's yeah. exactly it. I do remember that. Well, We've never taken our family and our children. Um, but Four children. Yes. Uh, yeah, that was before kids. That was when Trudy came to stay with us. I think I was pregnant with Alexander. Um, anyway, uh, well, I actually remember gold mines. You know, you mentioned um, Philmont, but my dad would take us um, camping and fishing in Cimarron, which is really close to Philmont. And we would go um, hiking, and there was a hiking trail that had several gold mines along the hiking trail. And that's when... He took Jenna and my friend Mary Lisa and no Lisa um, and I camping and I can remember he took us to this campground and turned us loose to fish one evening and he was busy running up and down the stream taking the fish off of our fish hooks. Aww. Yeah. Um, 
But anyway, and so I remember that. Um, I, growing up, was never a big fan of caves. They always kind of scared me. And I can remember visiting a couple caves with my family, and I would never go in. Um, It was not my favorite. I don't know if it was a dark thing or being underground thing, but um, I can always just remember being a little bit scared. I do remember when we went to Arizona, and we went through that mine in Bisbee, yeah, with our friends, um, yeah, the Case Bears, um, and that was really fun. That was not on our honeymoon, but it was before. I don't know. It may have been when we were going out to California. Maybe. Um, anyway, yeah, that was kind of fun too. So, and then we went to Deadwood and found a mine, and there, which they've made into a scientific laboratory. Oh, that was a. And that was amazing. Um, and that was... Hundreds and hundreds of Yeah, miles. unbelievable. So, yeah, so... I don't know. I, I mean, it, it's kind of interesting we found this Reed's gold mine because we had been on a hike and we had seen this quartz and thinking, well, that couldn't be. There's not quartz here. here yeah. But our neighbor told us about, oh yeah, quartz and gold, they go together and told us about this gold mine. And so that was our adventure for today. All right. Well, we've almost gone 15 minutes. So we're going we're gonna to talk a little bit about kind of remembering who we are and who we wanted to be when we were young and talk a little bit about that. But let's go to halftime. And then we'll, we'll continue. This episode of Wes and Shelley Shares is brought to you by Cook with Wes. Cook with Wes is my, Wes Fryer's, personal passion project, sharing lots of food photos, a few recipe videos, lots of barbecue and smoked meat adventures, and many other recipes from my indoor and outdoor kitchens. You can find all our family recipes on food.westfryer.com and follow Cook with Wes on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, and Twitter. If you're on Mastodon, and really, why not, since Twitter has become a bit of a dumpster fire, you can search for the hashtag CookWithWes to find my latest food shares there. Well, I did start a separate YouTube channel for Cook with Wes, but I've continued to post most of my cooking videos on YouTube on my main channel. You can access the complete playlist at wfriar.me slash cook. Thanks for tuning in to Wes and Shelley Shares. I hope to see you on social media on one of the channels for Cook with Wes. All right, so we are back. And, you know, Bears in the Night is a very adventurous book, for sure. And... Not everybody has an adventurous spirit. I think we've talked about this in shows in the past about where you kind of think your your adventurous spirit came from. Who did you want to be? What did you want to do when you grew up, um, when you were eight? What do you remember about that? And how does adventure play into that? I don't know if it was on when I was eight, but maybe later elementary school. Um course I always wanted to be a cowboy I think that's the thing I always I love to watch Bonanza um I loved horses um I thought I was born in the wrong family I was quite sure I was supposed to be in a cattle ranching family I was born in Canadian Texas and that's where they had a lot of that um 
And, I mean, that was great. My parents were supportive of all of that. I never got to take horseback riding lessons or have a horse or anything. But they did when I was in fourth grade. Took us to a, um, yeah, um, a horse camp, dude ranch, something. And I can remember going to the Flying W Ranch and going to the barbecue. and. No, that was a different one. Progressive? I don't know. Colorado. One of those. Yeah. Um, hearing the ghost riders in the night and the band playing. And I can remember buying the little record album and getting them to sign it. And um, anyway, that was fun to me. My, pa- my dad taught at a school, and one of, I think the home ec teacher had a horse. And so I can remember having our. I think my grandmother bought us these little cowgirl outfits and we were all dressed up and getting our pictures taken on a horse and I just thought that was the coolest thing ever. Um, so that was fun. Um, but that's what I remember about what I wanted to be when I was eight. And then you you enjoyed getting into the, the um, Ranching Heritage Museum and and Texas history. Your mother loved to teach Texas history, right? Wasn't that one of the, the favorite things that she did in fourth grade? Why do you think she loved that so much? And you, did she share some of that with you? Because it would, oh, we are, I think we mentioned this, Little Britches. Wasn't that a book? And That was my fourth grade teacher. But yes, mother loved to teach oh, fourth that was grade Mrs. Texas. Flint. Yeah. Um, but I did love, when I came back from Germany and I was trying to find a group of friends and doing things and I did go to the Ranching Heritage Center and became a tour guide there and that was I love doing that also the Lake Lubbock Lake Landmark um that's kind of what that yeah it's kind of what this museum today reminded me of just a small little museum but talking about um the heritage and the history and the science around um the Llano Estacado um so it was really fun too so I enjoyed that it was a great way to to meet people and um, kind of learn things, lifelong learning. So, you know, when I was growing up, I remember loving. Um, well, of course, I wanted to be a fireman when I was little, and my parents told me, you know, when we would go travel places, you know, I would ask them if we could stop by the fire station, and there were some times when I got to like meet the firemen, and I even got to ride up in the snorkel one time, and. Anyway, I was really I was into emergency. Didn't you watch emergency I did too? Watch emergency. I had a I had the emergency lunchbox. That's what I took to elementary school. Um, but you know, I got into scouts and you know started to really enjoy going camping and and then you know learned about brands like North Face and Patagonia and go. I remember getting these catalogs and would you know dream of having you know getting this sleeping bag and getting a tent and, you know, just kind of aspirationally wanting to enjoy, have, adventure. have adventures and be in the mountains. I wanted to, I wanted to go mountaineering. I remember reading the book, Mountaineering Freedom of the Hills. And then I, re- I read another book called The Complete Walker 3 or whatever. I can remember reading My Side of the Mountain. Mm. I read that to my students last year. It's a right, good story. right. Well, these were these were about backpacking and about mountaineering. I wanted to have an ice axe, and you know that was and I that was part of my journey of going to school in Colorado because you know if I hadn't gone to the Air Force Academy, 
I had an Air Force ROTC scholarship, and I had applied to Colorado State and to the University of Northern Colorado. And University of Northern Colorado, I, I, got, I got a, I think it was a meteorology scholarship to say meteorology at the University of Northern Colorado. And we didn't know how much money and all that, but it was at least for one year, you know. But anyway, aspirationally, I wanted to be in Colorado, and I wanted to get to do things you could do in Colorado. And so... Anyway, and I did. I got to rock climb. We rock climbed at Garden of the Gods. We rock climbed in Sailor Park, which is in Pike National Forest, north of the Academy, west of Monument. You know, I had a Jeep. We got to, as an upperclassman. Anyway, I was in, I was in the mountaineering club. I got to climb a frozen waterfall. I got to go skiing. So, you know, and it, it was, but, but it's interesting because after that season of my life, after I washed out of pilot training and left the Air Force and had to figure out, hey, what the heck am I going to do with my life? And became a teacher. We did continue the camping, though. We you did. You know, because we got, we were, we were tent campers. We, we started off as backpackers mm-hmm. because we went to Jackson Hole and we went to the Tetons. And that was a dream, too, to plan that. We had to apply early. We did like a five-day, four-night backpacking trek in the Tetons. We had to hang bear bags. We had to survive a thunderstorm when we were up high in the last night and scary. yeah it was a bit scary that thunder was pretty loud but uh you know one of the things i just love about this season of life we're in now is it seems like we are you know choosing an adventurous life and and enjoying nature and you just said today when we were on our hike, you just want to go camping. And of course, now this is a glorious spring. I mean, it is going to get hot here. It's going to be humid. But, you know, I think, and people have told us this has been a wetter, um, cooler, milder. a wetter, cooler, and milder spring because I think sometimes. We're in a La Nina year. We are actually. But sometimes um, the Piedmont and North Carolina will go more from winter straight into summer. But so we've had a prolonged spring. And so the these days of being in the 70s and you know and it's like it'll be in the 40s and 50s in the mornings but it is it is just quite glorious so all right how are we doing on time well let's do our wonder and our wanderlings okay um wander certainly all right tell about the wanderlings well our wander definitely is reed goldmine today right so we've wandered out here and found this wonderful winery and um can hear gunfire in the background um but it's been beautiful i mean we love just in you know close to home having adventures here close to home found a a great burger place it's called what's it called messy something hot mess hot mess yeah hot mess burgers so that's definitely where we've wandered off to today yeah one of the things that's fun and i think we've already always kind of done this in life but this again is like in the empty nest in this season of life, oh, we have now we we can share news actually that we, we couldn't share, share last time. But it's like it's a come and see. Let's go discover what's going to happen because you know we were. I wanted. I don't like to take the interstates anymore, especially when we don't have to. And so with Google Maps, you know, we picked this area, this route that was going to go, you know, on the two lane roads and just go, you know, off the interstate and. Then we saw this, you know, burger. What is that burger place? It looks so cute. And then we try it. And anyway, we just kind of discover stuff, kind of like we did this winery. So, well, what is the exciting news in our family, Shelly? Well, our son, Alexander, and his fiance now, Grace, 
Um, anyway, they will be getting married. They've made it official. They are. Well, and they, yeah, he proposed last weekend right. and she said yes. And so we are so excited to have Grace in our family and have a daughter in love and hope they said that they are planning uh, a fall. So we don't exactly know the date yet. We were super excited. Um, and we're going to be with them this weekend when we celebrate Sarah's graduation in Oklahoma. So um, have an opportunity to um, celebrate them then again. So anyway, super excited. Yeah, that, that really is. Okay, so that was our Wanderlink. Our Wonderlink for this week. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of discussion about artificial intelligence. In fact, you just can't turn on the news without hearing about it. It's weird because I've felt like for years I've been kind of a evangelist and prophet in the wilderness talking about this with my kids and showing them there's a great uh, Robert Downey Jr. narrated series from 2019 on YouTube called The Age of AI and I love showing my kids these episodes but anyway it was just something that just wasn't as mainstream and now you're hearing all about it. Okay. So I'm, you know, watching different things and listening to people. And I talk every Wednesday night with my friend Jason on our EdTech Situation Room podcast about a lot of this. We talk about AI a lot. There is a, a, a video. It's like a three and a half hour video. And I've watched over half of it. But it's, it's an interview that a computer science professor from the Northeast, Lex Fridman, uh, did with a computer scientist named... Eliezer Yadowski. I'd never heard of him before, but sitting here looking at these trees, <sighs> the analogy that they give and why Yadowski, and there's a number of other people that say we really need to tread carefully. What Yadowski basically says is there's, there is not going to be any stopping AI from breaking out of any kind of boundaries that we try to impose upon it as human beings. And the analogy that he uses is thinking about time and perception as perceived by trees and humans. And, and it's, I don't know, I'll try to put a, a link to like where this is, because it's like in the middle of this three and a half hour interview and probably most people are not going to sit here and, and watch it. But the case that he tries to build is, and it, it reminds me of moving from like thinking in two dimensions to three dimensions or how, how can, you know, mathematicians say there's more than four dimensions. How in the heck can you think about this? We are the trees and the AI are the humans, you know, it, it takes hundreds of years for some changes and things like that, you know, for trees and it's just like this, the time scale is so different. And so the agility that artificial intelligence systems are going to be able to change and morph. And when you are dealing with an intelligence that is so vastly better than your own and, and, and AI systems are not quite there yet today, but I had an experience, and I've got to write a blog post about this, where I was able to use uh, ChatGPT at school and code this random image generator, and this is something that I've wanted to do for years. Anyway, I know this is getting kind of more geeky than we do in this podcast. But anyway, uh, I'm wondering about that. I'm thinking a lot about artificial intelligence. I'm thinking about the time in which we're living. But I'm also just amazed at the ways in which today, with today's AI, we can be augmented humans and have these bionic capabilities to do things that there's no way that we could possibly, you know, could have possibly done them. 
All right. That's a lot to wonder about. Yeah, honey. that's a lot to that's wonder about. A little about. bit over my head. Okay. All right. Well, what do tell? Besides wondering if this is a gun range or somebody just I shooting know. on their own. Somebody is having yeah. fun over there. Um, um, tell me something you're wondering about as you think about this next week. You're going to have a little interview on Monday uh, and got to do some lessons. We're going to get to go to Oklahoma, see a little graduation ceremony. So I know this is unprompted and unplanned, but what, what, are, what are you wondering and thinking about as you look at the week ahead? I don't know about the week ahead, but I really think I'm looking forward to this summer. I think I'm looking forward to a summer of not having to pack, not having to sell a house, not having to move, um, not having to teach summer school. I'm really looking forward to this summer. I told Wes today, it's like we live here. And yet I feel like I'm on vacation every weekend because we're always searching for new things to do and things to see and places to go. And, um, and I really enjoy that. And so I'm looking forward to this summer. Um, and I, I do hope that I know, because I guess that's not a secret either, that I've resigned from my position um, for my current job. And so I am looking for a job. And I do have a job interview on Monday. Um, but I, I would like to know what I'm doing next year because I don't want that kind of um, anxiety. But um, I, I am looking forward to this summer for sure. All right. Well, hey, we have done it again. We've talked for about 30 minutes. I don't think we're going long this time, but that's okay. we got to go get our doggies. So, Shelly, where can people find you when you're not sitting here at the Rocky River vineyard and podcasting by the frog the water with gunfire in the background well definitely shellyfryer.com slash podcast if you want to check out all of our episodes but if you also want to just see kind of what i'm into and what i'm interested in um i'm s fryer on twitter and um Shelly fryer on facebook and you can find my links at westfryer.com slash after and i'm continuing to share on Twitter as well as Mastodon, and I actually started to share a little bit on this K-12 Leaders Network, which is something that Scott McCloud and others have been involved in. But this isn't about educational technology. This is about adventures and sharing memories of our lives and with our children children. and life, life in the empty nest. So we encourage everyone to do what? Have fun. Stay curious. And have an adventure and keep exploring too. Until next time, take care everybody. Be safe. Wes and Shelley Share is a weekly podcast recorded and published on Sundays by Wesley and Shelley Fryer of Matthews, North Carolina. Learn more and find links to connect on social media to Wes and Shelley by visiting shellyfryer.com slash podcast. Content on this podcast is licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Only 3.0 license. The Wes and Shelley Share podcast is recorded and published with Anchor and distributed on all major podcast channels, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, and more. Please share our show on social media and tell others about us. Let us know on Facebook or via other means what you like about the show, that you're listening, and if you have any suggestions for future episodes. Stay curious, go outside, and keep exploring.